Which books are on your reading list this May? Come find out the six stories I have chosen to read this month. Hey, story lovers, it's time to unwind, relax, and get comfy cozy. You're listening to the Bookmarks and Blankets podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Matsudaira. Each week, I discuss my favorite forms of art, which are books, movies, and TV series. I also love talking about cozy living, cozy hobbies, and self-care tips. If you like reviews, recommendations, discussions, and a whole lot more, then you're in the right place. Join me with your favorite blanket, beverage, and snack, and let's get cozy together. Happy May, my dear book lovers. If you're new here, welcome. I'm Kelly, and I love to talk about books, books, and more books. If you're a returning listener, how the heck are ya? Thanks for stopping by again. I can't tell you how excited I am for this month's reading theme and the stack of books that are calling to me to be read. I've been preparing for over a month, so I've had these little buggers sitting on my kitchen table staring at me, goading me to pick them up and read them for weeks. And now it's finally time. Before we get into the fun stuff, I just want to preface, since this is my first reading theme and TBR book list episode, that I am a seasonal reader, or at least I try to be. So during springtime, I want to read springy books and summertime, summer-esque books, and so forth. I think it's a lot of fun to read books that are set during the time of year that I'm experiencing. I know some people call themselves mood readers, and they read whatever book fits their mood, but I'm a bit more organized and meticulous than that. I have to plan everything out in advance and be ready each month especially since I have this show to plan for. And believe me, there is a lot of work involved. So I just like to be ahead of the game and prepared. Okay, enough with the backstory. Let's get to the juicy bits. So this month's reading theme is, drumroll, spring vibes and cottagecore. I am so excited, you guys. I am so excited. I've chosen books that hopefully can give me the feelings of spring or cottagecore. If you're a newbie or of an older generation like me and you have no clue what cottagecore is, I'm going to pause here a moment and just get you up to date because I didn't know what it was until a few weeks ago. So cottagecore is a term that the millennials or the Gen Zers made up in the last few years for a genre of books, and it's even a lifestyle. It romanticizes a much slower, simpler way of life. So think foraging, baking bread and pies, making homemade jellies and jams, canning fruits and vegetables, making pottery, planting flowers, gardening, those types of things. Cottagecore books will give you that warm, cozy vibe, much like the cozy genre of books. A lot of these books have settings in the English countryside or lush meadows and fields, gardens, and of course, cottages. Many books suggested in this genre are historical fiction or classic books. So think Jane Austen, like Pride and Prejudice, Emma, or Sense and Sensibility. Or think The Secret Garden, Heidi. Anne of Green Gables, or The Wind in the Willows. They give a sense of being close to nature and enjoying the simple pleasures of life. I think there are many of us that just want more comfort, wholesomeness, and simplicity in our lives, especially after what we just went through these past three years. So during the season of renewal and rebirth, I've watched a lot of booktuber videos where these readers talk about 
their favorite books to read during the springtime. Based on some of their suggestions and, of course, reading the synopsis and some reviews on some of these books, I made my own Spring Reads wish list on Amazon, and it just keeps growing. But then I finally decided on which books I wanted to read for this time of year. I really wanted to join in the fun back in April when everybody was starting to get spring fever, but I had some loose ends that I wanted to tie up with some of the books that I was reading, and I had just bought a duology book, plus there was a sequel coming out in April that I really wanted to read. There just wasn't enough space to fit in these types of books, so I decided to wait until this month to dive in. So here we go. When I first joined the book community all the way back in March, I read six books that month, so I figured I could at least read that same number every month. So when you see these monthly themed and TBR list episodes for each month, you can expect to hear a list of six books that I've chosen to read in my chosen theme. Hopefully I can get to all of them. Some months I might not be able to, and other months I might have to add on one or two more because I got through them so quickly. I guess it just depends on how my month is going and how short or long the books are. Since this is my first episode of this type, it will be like the type of videos you see on BookTube if you watch those videos, but this is just audio only. I do make graphics with the covers of the book, so if you're a visual person like me, and you want to see what the book covers look like, then you can check them out on my Instagram feed. Just use the handle bookmarks and blankets. It's bookmarks, the letter N, and blankets. You can find all of those posts on there. Here are the six victors that vanquished all the other books in my Spring Reads list this year. I will preface, they just happen to be a mix of middle grade and YA or young adult reads. I tend to favor these types of books, so I'm not surprised that these particular stories popped into this month's selections before some others on my list. Book number one, Mandy by Julie Andrews Edwards. Yep, that Julie Andrews, Miss Mary Poppins herself. When I saw a booktuber mention this sweet middle grade read by this legendary actress, I knew I had to put this on my list. I had no idea that Julie Andrews was an author, and apparently Mandy was her first book published all the way back in January of 1971. On Goodreads, it has a rating of 4.26. So this story is about a 10-year-old girl named Mandy. She's an orphan, but has a dream of finding a place of her own. She escapes over the orphanage wall to explore more of the outside world, and during one of her excursions, she discovers a tiny deserted cottage in the woods. All through the seasons of spring, summer, and fall, Mandy works on the cottage attempting to make it her own safe haven. At this time, she quote-unquote borrows things she needs from the orphanage, and at other times, she relies on telling lies to keep her secret safe. But then one stormy night at the cottage, Mandy gets sick, and no one knows where she is except a special friend she didn't know she even had. According to the Amazon description, it says this is the perfect book for 10-year-old girls who love tiny houses and stories filled with hope. I think my inner 10-year-old is really excited to read this book and see what happens. I did flip through it when I received it, and I think it'll be a really fast and easy read, especially since it's a middle grade book and those tend to be like that. I think it will also be a nice palate cleanser from some of the previous books that I've been reading. 
The description of this book gives me all the spring vibes and cottage core feels. It sounds so cozy and wholesome, so I really can't wait to begin with this one. Speaking of cozy, let's move on to book number two, Marchwood by R.A. Lawrenson, and this has a Goodreads rating of a 4.0. So this is a story about a squirrel, a mouse, a fox, and a host of other friendly woodland creatures as they embark on some adventures in the forest of Marchwood. So the Goodreads description says, Nova the Red Squirrel loves nothing more than enjoying a cup of valerian root tea in her tiny stone home in Riverbank Village. But when her friend, Rudbeck the Mouse, is kidnapped, she'll enlist the help of a curious high-collared fox from the east and don her short sword as she rushes off to the rescue. A quaint riverside hamlet where chipmunks study the secrets of nature in grand libraries. A treetop city of pine martens with golden glowing lanterns strung from the trees. A summer solstice feast in a meadow with tables full of fresh walnut loaves, spring salads, and a flagons of fizzy drinks. This book is labeled as a cozy fantasy, cozy mystery, and I am here for it. When I was researching cozy books a few weeks back, this popped up and I just knew that I had to read it. I think it's a middle grade to a young adult read, and it definitely gives me the vibes of Wind in the Willow or The Secret of Nim. When it's springtime, I think of woodland creatures, and I just really wanted to read something different where animals were the main characters. So I thought this would be a really good choice. This is actually a trilogy, so this is the first book in the series, and it said it was inspired by Redwall and The Hobbit. I've never read any books of the Redwall series, but I do have them in my wish list. However, there are 22 books in that series. So I guess we'll just see how the first one goes whenever I decide to pick that up. But it is a series from the 80s. I know it has a cult following, so there must be something good about it. As for The Hobbit, funny enough, I just finished reading that book. It was my first ever Tolkien book. I absolutely loved it. I had seen the movies, but I had never read the book. And I just fell in love with that book. It was so fun and enjoyable. So anyway, if Marchwood is anything like a cross of some of these books, then I am really excited to read it. This book has fuzzy animals, action, adventure. It just sounds like such a good time. Moving on to book number three. Gallant by V.E. Schwab. On Goodreads, it has a rating of 3.76. This book I'm really excited to read because I've heard a lot of hype around this book. It won the Goodreads Best Young Adult Fantasy and Science Fiction in 2022. Many, many booktubers have suggested this book in their videos. The Amazon description reads, Olivia Pryor has grown up in Maryland School for Girls, and all she has of her past is her mother's journal, which seems to unravel into madness. Then, a letter invites Olivia to come home to Gallant. Yet when Olivia arrives, no one is expecting her. But Olivia is not about to leave the first place that feels like home. It doesn't matter if her cousin Matthew is hostile or if she sees half-formed ghouls haunting the hallways. Olivia knows that Gallant is hiding secrets, and she is determined to uncover them. 
When she crosses a ruined wall at just the right moment, Olivia finds herself in a place that is gallant, but not. The manor is crumbling, the ghouls are solid, and a mysterious figure rules over all. Now Olivia sees what has unraveled generations of her family and where her family may have come from. Olivia has always wanted to belong somewhere, but will she take her place as a prior, protecting our world against the master of the house, or will she take her place beside him? I've heard this book has an eerie haunting feeling to it, and that it's a mix between The Secret Garden and Stranger Things. That sounds really intriguing to me. I've never read anything by this author, and I don't know much about her, but it says she likes to use a blend of gothic, fantasy, and horror in her stories, which I am all here for. Some reviewers say her adult books are better than this young adult book, but we're going to find out. Plus, it has some beautiful illustrations throughout the pages. I was flipping through it, and I just couldn't take my eyes off the drawings. It was really hard for me to put it down and not read it right then and there. It also looks like it could be a quick read since it is a young adult, so I'm really looking forward to this one. Let's move on to book number four, which is Flower Heart by Katherine Bakewell. This has a Goodreads rating of 3.7. This is a brand new YA or young adult release. It just published back in March, so just a couple months ago. Again, I've seen many booktubers and bookstagrammers and book reviewers talk about this book, and they're just gushing about the spring vibes that it gives. According to Amazon and the Goodreads description, it says, Clara's magic has always been wild, but it's never been dangerous. Then a simple touch causes poisonous flowers to bloom in her father's chest. The only way to heal him is to cast an extremely difficult spell that requires perfect control. And the only person willing to help her is her former best friend, Xavier, who's grown from a sweet, shy child into a mysterious, distant young man. Xavier names a terrible price in return, knowing Clara will give anything to save her father. As she struggles to reconcile the new Xavier with the boy she once loved, she discovers their bargain is only one of the heavy secrets he's hiding. And as she hunts for the truth, she instead finds the root of a terrible darkness that's taken hold in the queendom a darkness only Claire's magic is powerful enough to stop. This story sounds right up my alley. I mean, magic, fantasy, mystery, and of course that cottagecore aesthetics and spring vibes with lots of floral imagery. It has a friends to lovers trope, but I actually enjoy that trope. It also is supposed to be a really sweet, cute romance, which I am definitely all for. I love those types of stories. It's also set in a Victorian setting. So it's kind of like a historical fiction or historical fantasy story, and those always grab at my heart. It definitely sounds like a cozy, comforting read that is perfect for spring, so I can't wait to dive into it. And finally, books five and six are actually a duology by the same author. They may not be exactly cottagecore or spring vibes, but the cover art absolutely sold me. I'll talk more about that in a second. This is a two-book series called The Book of Tea. The first book in this series is called A Magic Steeped in Poison. This is by Judy Lynn. On Goodreads, it has a 3.89 rating. 
Then the sequel is called A Venom Dark and Sweet. On Goodreads, this has a 3.68 rating. So this is a YA fantasy story based all around tea. If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, or if you personally know me, I am a tea fanatic. You know how much of a tea addict I am. I'll choose tea over coffee any day of the week. I probably drink about a gallon of tea every few days. So when I heard about a magical system using tea, I knew I had to check this out. Like I said, it may not exactly be the spring vibes or the cottagecore aesthetics that I was looking for, but in the springtime, I do think of tea and drinking more tea around this time of year. So I just thought that it would fit. The first book in this series was also a Goodreads nominee for the Young Adult Fantasy and Science Fiction category just last year in 2022. A lot of people have been talking about this book and supposed to be one of the really good ones. So I really wanted to check it out. According to the Goodreads description, it says, For Ning, the only thing worse than losing her mother is knowing that it's her own fault. She was the only one who unknowingly brewed the poison tea that killed her, the poison tea that now threatens to also take her sister, Shu. When Ning hears of a competition to find the kingdom's greatest Shinongshi, masters of the ancient and magical art of tea making, she travels to the imperial city to compete. The winner will receive a favor from the princess, which may be Ning's only chance to save her sister's life. But between the backstabbing competitors, bloody court politics, and a mysterious and handsome boy with a shocking secret, Ning might actually be the one more in danger. This sounds really interesting to me. I was also intrigued by it because I've never read a book based on Eastern Asian culture, and I really wanted to switch things up and read something really different. This is going to talk about ancient Chinese traditions and customs, so it just sounded really refreshing for me. And what I've been reading lately, I just like to dive in to other cultures and read what they're about. Let me go back to, can I just say how in love I am with the covers of these two books? The artwork is just stunning. It is so exquisite. I could seriously frame them and look at them all day long. They are beautiful. If you haven't seen them yet, you can go see my post on Instagram. Just use my handle, bookmarks and blanket. I can guarantee you that you're going to get all the spring feels from these two covers. They are bright. They are vibrant. They are just beautiful. I think the cover art was also what helped sell me on these books. I haven't read the summary for the second book because I didn't want to have any spoilers. I like to read duologies together, so I usually just pick them up at the same time if it's possible. Plus, these two were on sale on Amazon, and I just couldn't pass up a great deal. So I just went ahead and got both of those. All right. So those are my six books I'm attempting to read this month. If any of these sound good to you, I invite you to read along with me. And if they aren't quite your cup of tea or you've already read them, then I hope you find joy in whatever you've chosen to read in May. I will be back at the end of May, the last Friday of every month will be that month's reading wrap-up, and I will let you know how the books went, what I actually ended up reading, a little bit about what I thought about them. 
I'm not going to go too in-depth with the wrap-ups because you'll be able to listen to the book reviews for each book more in-depth. But I will give you a wrap-up at the end of each month. Then at the beginning of the next month is when you're going to get episodes like this where I tell you what the theme's going to be and the books that I have chosen to read. Well, that's all I have for this episode. If you missed anything, you can find the companion blog on my website at bookmarksandblankets.com. That's bookmarks, the letter N, blankets.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, please consider subscribing to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you feel called to do so, please share this podcast with others who you think may be interested in this type of show. Or if you have a few minutes, I'd love for you to write a quick review. This helps me reach more people, and I would greatly appreciate it. If you would like to support the show even more, you can join my Patreon community at patreon.com slash bookmarksandblankets. Until next time, my friends, please remember to take care of yourself and always stay cozy.